Praise the Lamb of God, this is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you have joined with us today for our Rock Solid Truth broadcast. Praise the name of the Lord, what a glorious day that it is in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that each and every one of you are walking in his victory and walking in the blessed assurance of all that he's doing for you. Praise the Lamb of God. Before we get on and started on our, in our lesson this morning, and then I, I, I want to speak to you for just a moment about COVID-19. You know, when the Lord God created us, and he created us out of the, the dust of the earth, as Adam lay on the ground, all of his organs were there, his brain was intact, everything was there, but he was inactive, he was not alive. And then God reached down and blew the breath of life into Adam made out of the dust of the earth, and he blew the breath of life into Adam. You know, that's exactly what COVID does. He wants to, COVID wants to take away the breath of life that God has given to each and every one of us. That breath, that spirit breath, that, that life, and COVID wants to deny that and take that from us. You know, I want to pray this morning. I want to pray for every individual that is afflicted with it right now. If you know of anybody that has COVID, I want you to get a hold of them so that they can watch this video, Praise the Lamb of God, because the anointing is there, and the Lord tells us that we have power and authority, Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, that we have power and authority over every devil and over every disease. If you know someone that's in COVID, you know that someone's in the hospital. If you know someone that COVID is trying to take the breath away from them, out of their lungs, I want you to get a hold of them and to lay hands on the screen as I pray. Let us pray. Father, I thank you and praise you today. I thank you and praise you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you and praise you for that which you have given us, power and authority over every devil and over every disease. I thank you and praise you, my God, and now I take a stand as your word, as the centurion said, speak only thy word and my servant shall be healed. I take authority now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and I come against COVID, and I command it. I command it in the name of Jesus that you are dead in the life of those that are listening and that are reaching out by faith. I take authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take authority by the power that has been invested in me through him. And I say, COVID-19, die in the name of Jesus Christ. As people are reaching out by faith, I command it to die. Those that are afflicted in the hospital, those that are afflicted by their lungs, those that are short of breath, those that are going through the symptoms of what COVID is trying to destroy and to take their life, I come against you and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, COVID, you're dead in the name of Jesus. Now thank you and praise you, Lord, and give you all the praise and all the glory in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, thanking you in advance for every single person, amen, that has listening to and has heard these prayers, amen, that they shall rise up in the name of Jesus Christ, victorious and healed by his stripes. You were healed, amen. 2,000 years ago, you were healed. Heal. Praise the Lamb of God. If you've got your Bibles, if you'll turn very quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 
5, verse 17. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that have joined with us today, praise the Lamb of God, because I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is going to be a blessing to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. What is that new man? It's the part of us that's in union and communion with God, or in other words, it's our spirit. It's that part of us that became born again, and it's that part of us that was changed. Look at John chapter 3, verse 3, a well-known verse that all of us, amen, through the word of God, have read this at one time or another. Jesus answered and said unto him, he's speaking unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What a powerful statement. All things have become new. So by the process of elimination, we know that these scriptures are not talking about our bodies. Because our body was not made new. We know that it's not speaking about our soul, our thoughts, our emotions. Because they were not made new either. So here's what we understand now. It was our spirits that become brand new. It was our spirits that was changed. And it was our spirits that was resurrected. And in that resurrection, our old nature passed away. Our old nature was crucified. The nature of wrath passed away. The nature that identified us as children of the devil passed away. No more was it present within us because now we were born again through the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You know what a powerful word. It's not God who alienates us from his presence, from his life. It's us. And it's us through our darkened understanding. Not realizing and not understanding how much he loves us and how much he desires for us to come into his presence. You know, it's through our ignorance and it's through our blindness of heart that brings alienation from God. It's on our part, not his. Because what he's done, he wishes that all would born, be born again. He wishes that all would come into his presence. He wishes that all would be blessed as he touches their lives. But we are alienated from God by our darkened thinking. Let me use an old phrase 
by our stinking thinking, by our own ignorance, by our own blindness. It's not God who is not loving, and it's not God who is not giving. It's not God who's not responding, and it's not God who has not alienated himself. It's us. We are the ones. When we became born again, we received a brand new spirit. And that new spirit that we received is identical to the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through him, who is the him? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. We both, him and us, have access unto the Spirit, unto the Father. You see, all things become new when you become born again. It was our darkened understanding, our blindness, our ignorance, that alienated us from God and all that he appropriated for us and all that he desires for us to have. And it was those things that kept us from embracing that which we needed so desperately. It was those things that kept us from experiencing the life and the victory, the power and the abundance of all that was given to us through the, through the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 19. Who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Hear the scripture, hear the word of God, and put on the new man. Put on the new man. The old man is crucified. Put on the new man. You see, the word of God is expressing to you and I, and he given us instructions that when we become born again, we are to put on the new man. Well, how do you do that, preacher? You put it on just like you put on a shirt every morning when you get up. That shirt that you put on belongs to you. You wear it every day. It's your new nature. Have your mind be transformed by the renewing of that mind as you put on this new man. Look what the Word of God says. Put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is speaking about your spirit. That new you, that brand new you that has been born again, that has been made brand new in righteousness and true holiness. It's your spirit. And notice what the Word of God has to say about that new spirit, your new spirit. It's created in righteousness and true holiness. Oh, I pray that you're getting this. The new you, the brand new you, your new spirit, which has been created by God, 
when you became born again. No one else is like you. And that new spirit, that new man has been created in righteousness and true holiness. What a powerful word. And it speaks volumes. You know, how many years did I do things that I thought would make me righteous? Yes, I know. You too. How many times did we use our performance or did we do things that we thought would make us righteous? How many times, how many years did I do things that I thought would make me holy? Things that would make me righteous and things that would make me holy. Hoping against hope that I would be pleasing God through my actions. Hoping against hope that God would be pleased with my good works. God would be pleased with my performance and God would be pleased with my religion. You see, I have to tell you that it cannot be done. Not in this body, not in this soul. It can't be done. Because you're never going to attain perfection in this body. And you're never going to attain perfection in this soul. You will never stop dealing with negative emotions 100% in this body and in this soul. You will never stop falling short in this body and in this soul. You're never going to come to that place of perfection and holiness in this body and soul until you receive your brand new glorified body. But until that time, we need to walk in the Spirit, not according to the flesh. We need to walk in the Spirit according to the Scriptures. And in that walking, in that transformation, in the renewing of our mind, we will become more and more and more like the Lord. Pressing towards the mark of the high calling in the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Listen to Paul, he says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything, be ye otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk as ye have also for as an example. In our body, we will be insufficient until we receive our new body. In our soul, we'll be continually changed through the transformation of renewing our mind. But you mark this down. In our spirit, we are righteous. In our spirit... We are true holiness because we have been created in righteousness and true holiness by God. What a powerful word. Created, not something that we're growing into, not something that we're trying or hoping to attain, but we were created in righteousness and true holiness. You know what that means? And in your spirit, you're just as righteousness as Jesus is, and you're just as righteousness as 
and just as holy as Jesus is, and just as pure as Jesus is, in your spirit right now. There are many that's going to be upset by what I just said. But all you have to do is look at scripture. All you have to do is open your mind unto what the word of God says. Your spirit is just as righteous as Jesus. Your spirit is just as holy as Jesus. Your spirit is just as pure as Jesus is right now. The word of God is plain. And the reason that we don't grasp this significance and this awesome truth is because of our darkened understanding, the blindness of our heart, our ignorance. No, our body is not as righteous or as holy as Jesus. No, our soul is not as righteous and holy as Jesus. But our spirit is. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 again. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Do you think created in righteousness and true holiness has a different meaning than what it means? Now, if there's a true righteousness and a true holiness in, that has been created in our spirit, then there's also a false righteousness and a false holiness that can be present in the flesh. Oh, I need to say that again. If there is a true righteousness and a true holiness that has been created in our spirit, then there's a false righteousness and a false holiness that can be present in our flesh. Righteousness and holiness that is expressed through actions or achievements is not true righteousness, nor is it true holiness. False righteousness or false holiness always has to do when you compare yourself to other people. And it's always expressed through comparing someone else who lives worse than you. But you know that means absolutely nothing since we have all fallen short of the glory of God. According to the standards of God, we've all fallen short. We are all lacking. Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. According to the word of God, none of us in our body, none of us in our soul, measure up to the standards of God. None of us. Not one. And if none of us measure up to the standards of God in our flesh, in our soul, then there's nothing that we can do in our flesh, in our soul, to bring satisfaction to the right standing which God desires from us apart from Jesus Christ. I remember when I used to set aside prayer time every day, and I used to spend four to six hours a day studying the Word of God and another hour praying. And you know, after I'd done all that, I felt pretty good about myself. 
I felt pretty good about myself. In fact, is I felt a lot better than a lot of other people because they weren't doing that. I mean, I felt good about what I had done, and I felt good that God was pleased with me because of what I had done. I tell you, there are multitudes of people that are just like that. And then the thought would come to me that, you know, I could have spent another two hours with the Lord. I did not have to go exercise. I didn't have to go watch TV. I could have spent more time with the Lord. And by the time that I got done, I went to bed condemned. I went to bed guilty. After I had spent all of that time with the Lord. Why? Because you can never please God. You can never have a relationship with God on the basis of the law. On the basis of performance. There's no way that you can ever, you're ever going to come into the abundance, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> into the abundance of life, the abundance of peace through any kind of works yourself. That can only be achieved through the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because you've already fallen short and there's nothing that you can do to achieve yourself to the standards of God apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me bring to you Revelation. This is how Satan is so successful in bringing about defeat in the life of the child of God whose understanding is darkened concerning scriptures. You see, when we begin to trust in our own ability, we begin to trust in our own actions. Condemnation soon follows. Because of failure. And failure is associated with doing anything apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason that condemnation will stay with you and hinder you is not about because you don't believe God is able to do it, but rather... You have doubts about whether he's able to do it through you. Because you don't feel that you deserve it. There's multitudes of people who have a hard time praying with other people simply because, simply because, they don't believe that God can heal somebody through them. Wow. Wow. You see, I believe with all of my heart that as the ambassador of Christ, he has given me power and authority. I spoke about it in Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. And he's given me power and authority over every devil and over every disease. The word of God tells me in Mark that if I, when I pray and if I believe, I can have whatsoever I pray about if I receive it. If I believe that I've received it. I believe it. I believe everything. I believe everything. Amen. The word of God is true. It works. It is true. He says by his stripes. I was healed. 2,000 years ago you were healed. He delights in the prosperity of his servants. 
I know there's a lot of people who have a problem with the prosperity doctrine, but Jesus talked more about money than he talked about hell. What a powerful word. Because you don't think that Jesus Christ or God is able to do it through you. How many times have I heard people say this? You know, I just don't deserve what God wants to do with me. And I agree. In your body, you don't deserve it. In your soul, you don't deserve it. But in your spirit, you do deserve it. You do deserve it. Because you are the redeemed of the Lord. Everything that he had, he's given to you. And he said, greater things shall you do because I go to my Father. You deserve it in your spirit. Not in your body, not in your soul, but in your spirit, you deserve it. Look at Galatians chapter 4 verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God when you became born again. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. Oh, I'm going to shout praise the Lamb of the Most High God. No, you are no longer a servant, but now you are a son and a daughter of the living God. Praise the Lamb of God. You know, what a powerful, powerful word. My goodness, what a powerful word. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one. In Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Philippians chapter 2 verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let me read it again. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now look at verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what I need to tell you today, child of God? Put on the new man. Put on the new man. It's not something that you earn. It's a gift. It's a gift to you as a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. What a powerful word. I pray today that every single one of you that are watching will be blessed by what you've heard today. Not only blessed, but that you as a child of God will be encouraged to what you've heard by the word of God. Put on the new man. 
that is righteousness and true holiness. Amen. This is D.K. Groom, the Rock Solid Truth. Amen. Go to our website, www.rocksolidtruth.com. Amen. And see what the Lord is doing. Praise the Lamb of God in Kenya and in Liberia and all the world and all the world that we are traveling to. Amen. Amen. We're doing a tremendous amount of, of work that the Lord has called us to do. Pray for us. Keep us lifted up in your prayers. Amen. And if the Lord would place upon your heart to be a partner with us, please do that. Praise the Lamb of God. You can write to us, Rock Solid Truth, Post Office Box 92, Silvis, Illinois, 61282. This is D.K. Groom with Rock Solid Truth. Go with God, and He shall surely go with you.